Inside Vegas is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the Inside Vegas podcast, as well as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Use promo code SGP50 to receive a 50% deposit bonus today. Inside Vegas is also brought to you by OddShark. OddShark has the latest betting trends available nowhere else, as well as betting picks from their supercomputer. Check out all of their quality content and betting trends at OddShark.com. Welcome to another episode of Inside Vegas, and I'm very excited for this episode for a variety of reasons. One of them is is I'm a nerd, and I've been a, a geek in this area for a very long time, uh, and I'm happy to bring it to you guys because I truly, truly believe this is the best market that you're not betting, and it's the easiest, I don't want to say easiest, but it is the most lucrative uh, of the niche markets. And I'm talking about WWE betting. Now, I know you're saying you may think about turning <laughs> turning the podcast off, fast forward into your next one. Hear me out. Don't do it. And the reason I say that is because I know what people are going to say, that they're embarrassed to say that they watch wrestling, they still don't watch wrestling, they love The Rock and Stone Cold when they were kids, but they grew out of it and who still watches it. You don't have to watch something to invest in it. You know, if you're if you're into stocks and you invest in a stock, you don't have to like what that stock company stands for, or you know whatever the case may be with specific companies and what their policies are. It's the same thing with WWE. And if something is proven to be profitable, uh, I think you need to take your bias out of it. If you're in this to make money, and if you're not, and you only want to bet on things for action and kind of recreationally bet a little bit of money here and there on stuff you're going to watch, uh, then this probably isn't for you. But if you're in, if you like making money, and I hate to sound like this is a sales pitch for it, um, because I really don't have a dog in this fight, um, then uh, you know I don't know what to tell you. This is a proven market that can be very profitable. Um, and when I say very profitable, there's stories within people betting WWE of them making 20, 30, 40 thousands on single parlays because sometimes there's these huge underdogs that hit. Um, and what I want to talk about next is the parallel to insider trading, which is going to be a theme throughout uh, this next interview uh, with the one and only Billy Bahati. What Billy does is he has sources within the WWE and make no mistake about it. This is a pre-scripted show. This is the same thing as Bavada hanging props on who will die next on, say, Game of Thrones, and you have the script in front of you. Uh, it's really that simple. Um, people literally can go to prison and do go to prison trying to exploit an edge in the Wall Street uh, stock market game. And that's what Billy has done uh, throughout um, his time within WWE and, and his sources and things. Uh, this is what he does. It is insider trading to a T, and it is completely legal. Um, so if you're not to take advantage of that, um, again, I'm not here. I'm not getting a percentage of Billy's sales if you decide to sign up or anything like that. Uh, this is just one avenue of somebody that handicaps WWE. And of course, there's completely different ways to do it. You can do it yourself if that's if it's something that you want to do. Um, you can reach out to me and I can try to help you to get into it. But make no mistake about it. This is a market. This is a unique market. There's odds. And as you will hear throughout this interview, uh, WWE is aware that these odds exist and kind of they have, they've done specific things to kind of mitigate this. Um, 
So I think this is maybe one of the most informative interviews of a market that you didn't know could existed, let alone be so profitable. Uh, so I hope you give it a chance. Um, and as always, if you uh, like the show, please rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes. It really helps out a lot. Uh, the success of this podcast is dictated by you guys and uh, through all your feedback and, and everything else. I, I can't thank you all enough. Um, but I hope you enjoyed WWE Niche Market Betting with Billy Bahati of the Dirty Sheets uh, podcast. Um, and again, Thank you all so much. Uh, enjoy the show. And now joining me on the Inside Vegas podcast, the one and only, the most unique man I've ever talked to, my friend Billy Bahati. And we have done so much stuff together uh, within SGP. Um, Billy, of course, runs the EPL show that is on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, but some people may not know this. Um, of course, you, you've been on and off with Twitter in a never-ending war, so people may not know of you, you know, at the time or specifically what you specialize in, and that is WWE betting, uh, which is obviously something of a unique market, and that's something, you know, it's a little bit polarizing in that sometimes people, they don't enjoy the product, so they're kind of, they don't want to be, they don't want to bet it, which to me, I will never understand because it's so unique in that, you know, especially with you, Liz, and someone that's been so familiar with it for so long, you know, your hit rate is, is absolutely amazing, and again, guys, all bets cash the same, so... Um, for anyone that's not familiar with you, you know, pertaining to WWE and kind of how you got into specifically betting WWE, you know, how, how, what is the story and kind of how have you got and how, what's your, uh, what was your introduction into betting this niche market? Well, two things, but um, they, they also say the same about EPL. They also say the same about soccer. We, we won't bet it. We don't care what the win percentage is. We just, we don't want to watch it, so we won't bet it. And, and that's definitely not a fixed sport. So they say the same thing about both of the things I specialize in. And uh, as for the Twitter thing, yeah, I had a, um, a verified account, which was, um, which was taken off and hacked. Um, there was a dispute, but, but primarily the, the main comments were during the, the hack because um, I left a company called, I was the head writer of Sports Kita for wrestling and um, wanted to focus mainly on the Dirty Sheets. The Dirty Sheets was a podcast. Um, they weren't very pleased that it's now transferred over to a website where I said, I'm doing, doing it as a podcast, and now the Dirty Sheets is going to become a website too, dirtysheets.net. And um, as soon as they saw that that was starting to gain its own traffic and I was beginning to split the news with them and my own place, um, they hacked into my account, unfortunately. And uh, ever since then, Twitter has some weird way of tracking if you open new accounts and they might not get you in the first week, they might not get you in the first month. But eventually, <laughs> they do get you. So it's pretty hard for me to keep an account open because they know it's me. So I don't know whether I need to just not be Billy Barty anymore and then just <laughs> go and to change my name by Deepole. But um, yeah, if anybody knows how you can get past Twitter police, then let me know. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll be on and off forever. But um, moving on to what you were saying. Yeah, obviously, I'm covering wrestling as a... Um, for a living uh, via my website and writing articles uh, mixed between opinion pieces and and news, etc. So giving the opportunity to bet on something that you know about um, is, is obviously really nice, especially when it's, when it's fixed. And a lot of the stuff you know about is coming from um, a lot. It's coming from kind of sources with inside the company. Now things do change, but primarily you can win 90% of the time, um, if, especially when it's on the main matches or the main events like WrestleManias, Royal Rumbles, etc. Now, the problem that we came across was was twofold. Number one, I won so much at the beginning. My accounts are limited um, in in that I won a lot at the beginning, and um, then that's why I had to set up services such as LockBetting.com, 
such as offering the bets to Patreon subscribers at patreon.com slash today sheet. So you can now get a subscription and then you can win the picks. Um, eventually the likelihood is, is that you will be limited. Now it's not limited in terms of you can't win anymore, but it's, it's kind of limited down to around about three to 500 pounds per an event, depending. So, and also there's various bookies that do it. It's more beneficial in the UK. I was just talking to Christian off the air and he told me that over in the States, it's mainly five dimes. So I don't know what the situation is over there on capping and, if you're taking them to the cleaners event after event after event, whether they'll stop it. But I mean, wouldn't you rather just take them to the cleaners first rather than just abandon it before you even start? That's, that's the logic that I don't understand. Why not just win some money first and um, build up your bankroll for the NFL season uh, and just, and just do it off the back of money that you won betting on a fixed sport. That's, that's the logic. I don't understand why bankroll your own budget. It doesn't make any sense. I completely agree, man. And, and this is the, the most, you know, the funniest thing that, about this whole, whole sports gambling as a whole, right, is it has a lot of parallels to hedge funds and mutual funds and, and insider trading, right? Well, insider trading is literally fucking illegal and people go to prison for it to trying to make money on Wall Street. Now, what we're talking about with betting WWE is literally insider trading because things are coming from a predetermined outcome via sources that you have. Now, for anyone that you know says, I just I can't get over the fact that it's wrestling, I watched it as a kid, I, I can't bring myself to bet on it. I mean, at the end of the day, that's your call, right? And I, I'm just speaking to the stigma around it, <clears throat> excuse me, as terms as, you know, as far as what people's feelings are on it or whatever that is. And to me, it's, this is literally the epitome of insider trading based on, uh, you know, a predetermined, it's a prop bet. It's the same way that you can bet on who will die next on Game of Thrones on certain <laughs> places like Bovada, except this happens every single, uh, well, now once a month um, with pay-per-views. Um, I know Bovada, uh, for people that are in the United States that bet offshore has it. Uh, I know Bet Online, my bookie does like the big ones like Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and five dimes I know has every single one of them. Um, so with that, limits, yes, limits are low. They're usually about $100. But with rebet functionality, every time those odds move, you can uh, rebet that in the United States on five dimes. That's how I do and it. And that's significant because um, one of the things that, that I did, when I, I formulated a relationship uh, via my podcast with um, with, one, with the head writer, of one of the head writers at WWE, the guy who runs SmackDown, and um, was, was exchanging ideas because I was being critical about of the show on Twitter and we exchanged some ideas and I and I and I straight out told him that one of the biggest problems you have are the betting lines because the first couple of years um, it, it, it was a bit of an anomaly but eventually people began to work out that if an underdog switches to a favorite he's winning yeah, because chasing Steam was a was... big thing. There was a person on Reddit who was like, he called himself like WWF at the time, like Notre Dame. Um, he picked like 150 matches Dolphin. correctly. Dolphin, his name yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember reading about that. Yeah. And all he was doing was basically, if there was a switch of odds, um, which we all know in, in real sports happens when there's news of, a, of an injury or, or something like that, where... No, in in the sports that you really bet, what you'll instead get is a diff, is a difference of the handicap. For example, if you find out that um, Aaron Rodgers is out, um, we, Green Bay, who would be maybe minus seven at home to Minnesota, would actually ended up being plus nine. It was a Rodgers was worth sixteen points 
um, primarily in, in that bet. And uh, you would you would instantly know the reason. In WWE, there's no reason. If somebody becomes a favorite and were originally priced up as an underdog, it means that the writers in the company know the result and went and bet it. So that was becoming a... Um, an annoyance because not only for betting purposes where everybody could go and pile in and not really need me to do it, but also because they were disputing my news. They were saying, oh, you're, you're saying you know the result because you looked at the lines. It's like, no, I said it two days before. But people are so people want you to be wrong so badly. And in this current era that we're in of, um, of trolling and people fishing for arguments um, and, and just wanting to hate everybody, uh, that, that was becoming a problem. So I flat out told the WWE directly, this is your problem. This is what's happening. Your pay-per-views are becoming predictable because by the end of the show, by, sorry, by the start of the show, um, prices are at minus 600, minus 700, minus 900, minus 1,200 um, for all the winners. Um, because everybody's piled on at that point because the system was becoming predictable. So now I finished that system myself because I told the WWE that in order to do in order to do the, do away with this, all they needed to do was put money on two to three people per pay-per-view that weren't going to win. So they would completely mess up the lines. And after, and we are now eight months down the line since I, I recommended this, which was at SummerSlam last year, 2017. And every pay-per-view, we do get two to three underdogs winning. It's 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 all done and dusted. It started at SummerSlam where uh, Naomi lost as a minus uh, 400 favorite where she lost the title to Natalia. Uh, these names might be all foreign to some people that are listening to this. Um, it's not really relevant what the names I'm saying. I, I can say wrestler A, uh, female A was minus 400 and female B was um, was plus 300 or whatever. It doesn't make any difference. What I'm saying to you is, is that it's all, it's all finished because the WWE now will deliberately lay out their own money on losers and they will look like winners on the batting lines. And not so to cut you off, something. why this is so important of what you're saying right now is because even on sites in, within the US, like five dimes, you can parlay mm-hmm. these. So if you can get, you know, a $100 limit on a plus 250 and a plus 300, you know, you're going to be getting right. five, $600, which is why this is, you know, can be a very lucrative investment yeah. to betting into WWE because these underdogs are now hitting as before you had to parlay and go nine for nine on, you know, eight <laughs> minus thousands, you know, exactly. Exactly. Last month, there was a a four to, uh, a four to one winner in Charlotte Flair, and there was a ten to one winner versus a one minus someone at one to twenty odds, where Brock Lesnar beat Roman Reigns at ten to one. So that's just insane. Like no nobody saw the results coming except WWE. Um, WWE. I don't know what what they didn't obviously go out and put put the money on Roman Reigns. And Oscar, the, this was already done for them in terms of people saw those results as being the two most obvious on the card and um, would then go and just bet them by themselves. I don't think the WWE had to go and lay out a load of money at WrestleMania because they had already planned the upsets within the company. So it, what this wasn't, a, it's normally a case of when, the, you know, where, where there are no upsets on the card, WWE will go and bet now. On, on certain people and make you think that there's going to be an upset. Last month at WrestleMania, there were genuine upsets that they kept under under wraps. I mean, I haven't even spoken to you about it yet. I mean, you you, you obviously didn't know the Oscar and um, Brock Lesnar results. 
Correct. Yeah. No, I mean, it's somebody again with, with you kind of being uh, out of the, not out of the loop, but uh, um, a little bit harder to track down these days <laughs> with the Twitter feud. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought that Roman Reigns and, and Oscar, and again, I know that those, those names may not ring a lot of bells to people out there, but um, if you follow the storylines of WWE and again, to liken this to, you know, your favorite show or Game of Thrones or whatever, this were things that were, you know, the seeds were planted for these specific outcomes that were so obvious, literally years and years and years um, before. I mean, this, the plan was for Roman Reigns to beat Brock Lesnar for the past three years, you know, at least the past year since he won the title yeah. um, originally and got it back and everything. So, I mean, for if you parlayed Brock Lesnar uh, in Charlotte, I mean, that's a 10 to 1 to 4 to 1. You're parlaying at, you know, say again, say for $100. I mean, that's a substantial, that was probably over $1,000, whatever it comes out to. Um, Four grand. Yeah. F- yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. And, and people are going to sit here and five say grand, that. Five grand, sorry. Five yeah, grand because you get stake back. Yeah. So. That they that they can't bring themselves to bet it for you know a hundred dollar investment to to bring back those kinds of returns is absolutely insane to me. Um, again, not to not to go off on a, on a tangent of WrestleMania because you know that I'll sit here and talk with you about wrestling um, for for hours and hours. It's, it's something that I genuinely enjoy and, and have for so long. But yeah, man, and that's what's crazy about it. And people just refuse to bet it because of the stigma. And I don't get it. Again, it, this is a money making business. This is again, we just. There was a you know a hundred dollars to win five grand, and people are going to sit here and say they can't do it. Um, speaking to that in particular, though, with upsets changing, that's what I do want to talk to you about. Is again, not to give away kind of too much into what you do or do not know within sources of the company and who it is and everything like that. But things have notoriously been known to change um, last minute, during minutes, or during matches and things like that. So, with you who runs you know a premium betting service where people pay you for WWE betting advice, how do you kind of deal with that? And again, I, I know your hit rate speaks for itself and your um, your percentage of winners and things like that. But how do you deal with things that are so uncertain? And, and when I say that, it's because you can kind of, it's kind of a scary proposition, right? Because what happens is something looks so easy and so obvious, like the two things that we just talked about. Um, yeah. And that, so you can kind of put yourself in a bad position by kind of over betting because things look like, you know, quote unquote free money. Um, so how yeah. do you kind of deal with that? I mean, Reigns, Roman Reigns, for example. Now, let me just go a little bit into the storyline. The WWE did everything to make you think that Brock Lesnar was leaving the company. And he is, he is actually going to UFC. However, it's not immediate, whereas WWE um, sort of in, on their television acknowledged the immediacy of this actually happening. And in the background, we're negotiating a, um, a temporary contract for Brock Lesnar. Now, on television, you're led to believe it's a foregone conclusion. Now, I myself, had Roman Reigns been in the betting range where I would have found it acceptable, uh, minus 300 or under, he would have been on parlays. He would have been bet as a single. I may have done a thousand pounds on it, um, but at one to twenty, thankfully, it was, there was no interest at all. It's just unbettable at that point. And um, one to twenty, meaning in English odds, um, for twenty dollars to yeah. win one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's that. That that was. Oh, sorry, I just dropped something in my, in my flat. Yeah, right. right. Um, it just, um, yeah, it just made it completely unbettable. But if it was, if it was anything more attractive, anything like I said, minus three hundred, it, it could have been, it could have been heavily bet because that looked like the most obvious result on the card. Yeah. So I mean, you can't touch wood. We we haven't really suffered from anything like that. There are, there have been losses on cards here and there, but by by which point. Um, there will always be more winners on there. The, the parlays sometimes are are limited, especially here in England. So uh, it, we always end up 
going with at least four, at least four out of five on the card. We're probably wrong, maybe uh, three or four times in an entire year, and that's twelve pay per views. Um, we're usually betting about four matches a pay per view. So I mean, that's forty. If you're getting forty four out of forty eight out of what you you know, if you select, if you bet forty eight matches a year and you're getting forty four right, you'll be absolutely fine. And especially when um, you're correct about two things where we won very, very good money this year, where we took um, Oscar at plus 300 and um, Nakamura at plus, uh, plus 250, was it? Or even more, or even bigger yeah, than I that. Yeah, I got him 2-1 to one to win the Royal Rumble. Tubby is plus 300, right? Yeah. Well, I got him 2-1, to one, but he originally before that, he was 3-1, to one, at least, yeah. And then the year before that with Randy Orton was like 5-6-1 to one to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, so so when you so so when you're saying he's three to one, do you say that as plus four hundred or plus three hundred? Plus three hundred. So three to one uh, would be plus three hundred. Ten to one plus a thousand. Um, and then yeah. so if it, somebody was two to one, they're plus two hundred. So for every one hundred dollars, yeah, you win two hundred for US. I don't US. Bet those odds. Yeah, the right. I always forget I, that there's different odds over there. Yeah, we we don't, we don't have them. I, I'm familiar with them somewhat um, to a certain extent. Just just give or take um, whether the stakes included within that. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Nakamura was three to one and Oscar was the same price. 11 to four, we say here. So I guess that would be something like plus two, seven, five. Is that yeah, correct? Right about there. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Um, so, so yeah, th- th- those kind of bets really bring it up to the table. And, and, and even at this WrestleMania, despite the fact it was highly unpredictable, fortunately, uh, Reigns and Oscar were priced out of, of, um, of parlays because they were just too short. And um, for some bizarre reason, you had um, somebody like Daniel Bryan returning to to the company and um, he was matched up at minus 120 whilst his opponents were at minus 120 at all. For me, this should have been priced up at somewhere in the region of minus 600 to minus 800. There was absolutely no way that he was losing that match in that state where he won the championship four years earlier. It was just a perfect comeback story. And I never understood that. So obviously I piled onto that at every single bookie that would take it and told my subscribers to do the same. So you, you do, you, you can end up winning very, very big by just, by just knowing the outcome of one match or, or even not even knowing sometimes just, it's just very, very logical because there are certain things that they, that they won't do. But, but, like I said, like you don't have to know all the names and the people. Like if if it's making money and it's up and it's profitable and it's proven on on record, then I don't understand why you bet it. I I follow um, people on certain on on. I won't plug the websites because they're not they're not they're not paying us anything. <laughs> no free ads um, over I, here, I follow, buddy. Sorry, <laughs> I said no free ads. Yeah, exactly. I, I won't plug who I use, but. I do use a certain website, and they uh, they are very very good on NHL. And I've never watched a second of NHL, but I have tracked the wins and losses for the year. And when they're going um, when they're going 151 versus 82, which I believe it was the record, and they're and they're like uh, nearly 70 wins over, then that if you're a hundred dollar better, what does that come to? Uh, with Vig, that, about six grand, grand right? yeah, nearly set, yeah, between six and seven grand. So, so why wouldn't you? It does it that. I mean, like I said, don't watch the sport at all. But I can see that the guy that that does, does the NFL tip, uh, NHL, sorry, 
I watch NFL, NHL um, is, is profitable and knows the NHL inside out. And I'm very interested to bet every bet he puts out every day. Like it's normally over-unders, over 5.5 is usually the number for an NHL game. But um, like I said, I've never watched one. I just see if there's over over if there's six goals scored or not. That's all I'm interested in. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. Like when we talk about handicapping, right? With you and what you're doing, you're handicapping what the what the direction the WWE is going to go in with a storyline and match outcomes are dictated by storylines and kind of right. angles and where everything is going to go for anyone that doesn't know. So, I mean, yeah, you can sit there and you can spend 10 hours a, a, a week, a day handicapping the NFL or the NHL or Major League Baseball. Um, or you can, you know, it's the same exact thing with WWE. It's just all that you know, you or, or I are doing is handicapping the direction of a storyline within WWE and match outcomes are the culmination of those storylines of once a month. Um, so it's not all that different. And again, I know WWE can do some things that make you kind of uh, cringe or you're embarrassed or again, it, if you don't like the product, don't watch it. That's, we're not saying that you have to sit there and buy the WWE network or, or, or do this or that. But you know, when something is proven as profitable as this market, um, and as you are, uh, within this market, uh, I just, again, I, I, maybe it's just me, but I just don't see why somebody would turn away that kind of money. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, and, and over on, um, on our Patreon, uh, on our Patreon page for the, for the $40 section where we do give out these tips, we do mix it in with some with some UFC um, to to attract more people from you know from other places to make it more of a um, an attractive proposition. I mean the UFC we do fine, but it's nowhere near as proper, profitable as the WWE. But it seems like people are more sold and respect it more when you have a a win percentage on MMA added to your package. However, it's actually the it's funnily enough if the MMA is winning at sixty percent and the WWE is winning at 90%, the MMA actually brings down the win percentage of the right. overall package. But the thing is, is that people want it there because it actually looks it actually looks like... It adds quote-unquote legitimacy to a quote-unquote real sport. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And again, you could sit there and handicap Game of Thrones and WWE, and if your hit percentage is, is great, then then what does it care what market you're investing in is? This is this is an, is an investment. It's what it is. Um, but I do want to talk about the market because you said something very interesting. And again, not to go down this rabbit hole of of kind of you know who you know or who you are within the company and stuff like that, but. With WWE being, you know, aware of odds, and obviously they weren't aware of that for so long, um, do you think that the upcoming kind of legalization will have any bearing on your particular market within WWE now that potentially um, you, I mean, if books offered it, anyone in the world within the USA could start betting on WWE if they wanted um, down the line if uh, this was so offered. And I'm telling you, I really believe that it will be offered because in markets where it is legal, Paddy Power, um, all the UK markets, Canadian markets, they all offer it because it attracts another group of people. Um, so sure. in, with, you know, uh, within WWE, it is the most popular in the United States. And if you don't think that the WWE is popular in the United States, I'm, I'm here to tell you right now, it's a multi-billion with a B dollar company. Um, so it's very popular to a, very, a lot of people. Um, so if everyone in a 40, you know, a 70,000 seat arena during a WrestleMania can log on to their phone and place bets, um, that may send the market kind of crazy. Do you have any kind of thoughts or have you even thought about like that type of thing happening to your specific market with legalization upcoming? No, I, I, I'm, I'm all for it because that's that's why I spoke to the company instead and said to them, you know, lay 
don't give your results away. Like just make make it more confusing for people because I I solved my own biggest problem and it may look like and, and people listening to this may go, okay, so you could see you could see a pattern and it allowed you to win every time. But the thing is is that everybody worked out that pattern because as soon as the lines moved, um, everybody would bet it down massively by the end of the day. So, for example, um, if somebody started as a minus 200 and the other one was a plus 150, that's how that's the contrary, yep. contrarian odds of those two odds, um, they would switch. The other one would go to minus 200 and the other one would go to minus 50. And the one that started at, at sorry, at plus 150, then the one that started at plus 150 in the first place and switched to minus 200 would be minus 400 the next day and would go into the event at minus 1,000. That's how much it would switch because people had figured it out. Now that's over and the unpredictability is all back in. Um, I actually, it, There is actually a point of me having people on the inside. Uh, there is a point to me watching and analyzing the product and there is a point to me offering packages. And the more widespread it becomes, the more packages I can I can sell. And it doesn't matter about my accounts being limited and it doesn't matter whether I have the opportunities or not. I think burn your burning my bridges is probably the wrong way to say it, but I think I've maximized what I can make from this. And now it's just really about putting other people onto it and allowing them to win and probably being a little bit wiser with it as well because one of the things that I did was I put a lot of money down on um, on things that were maybe minus 300, minus 400, stuff like that. Whereas actually there were opportunities coming up where I wanted to do parlays with um, plus odds all combined because I knew those results and wasn't able to do it. I was limited on my parlays to around about 50 pounds because I'd already won a lot of money at, at silly odds where it basically doesn't matter how much you win. It matters it matters to the bookies how often you win. And the red flag was put on me for my win percentage as opposed to my win total, if that makes sense. Yep, 100%. And I, re- and I should have been one of these people um, that I've read about in the, in, in the press uh, when it relate, in relates to WWE betting that won um, £160,000 off a parlay. Right, because they did this, they knew the results of again the um, you know the Oscar and the Roman Reigns the ten to one and the four to one parlayed together for a max bet you know at a hundred dollars and then once the odds changed they did it again and you know that's if they put that bet in ten times they bet a thousand they won forty grand you know etc. Yeah, it was definitely worth the waiting for wait for a pay per view to come up with with being more audience. selectivity when you have an underdog um, in picking your spots rather than betting every single event um, while hitting ninety eight percent for a right. couple hundred dollars per time is what you're saying. Yep. Yeah, but obviously that's not human nature. Human nature is I know the results. I'm going to chuck as much on as I can and win quickly. And um, and that's that's obviously what I did. I quickly um, quickly amassed a. Um, 10 to 15,000 pound profit in the first year and a half. And, and yeah, there's a lot of accounts that I can't bet on. So that's why I offer the service because other people can, can do it. And I know, and I don't actually do it the same way that I did it either. It's not, it's not all quick cash. It's not bet a thousand pounds on a, on a minus 500 and make a 200 buck profit. That's not how I, how I do it. I actually allow, I actually pace it out so that people can win a solid, um, four to five hundred dollars a month, and keep their accounts open without 
aggravating the uh, people that they bow. I also split it across different bookies, especially in the UK and if you're capable of having them. Um, not even the UK. There are some companies that I use that are international. Yes, they're based in the UK, but they don't bar people from um, legal from legalized states from, from doing it. So, for example, you can bet on um, William Hill and you will be able to bet on Betway. Um, you would be able to bet on bet, bet 365 if they did it. How unfortunately they don't at this point. Yeah, exactly. And again, I go back to the ones in the United States because that's where a vast majority of, of um, viewership is going to come from. Uh, Bavada does the big four uh, pay-per-views a year, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, and the Royal Rumble. Um, and uh, Five Dimes does every pay-per-view, which is now going to be once a month with a combined schedule that's upcoming. Um, so uh, again, uh, this is the best market you're not betting. And whether you're into it or not, it, it really doesn't matter. Uh, but I want to kind of switch and, and let you kind of um, plug everything you have going on within the wrestling uh, space. Because again, as you said, this is what you do professionally. Um, everything within WWE, uh, as far as uh, your uh, podcast, um, your website, and again, everything that's going on with your betting service uh, to, to Kind of wrap it up. But before you do that, I have to pay some bills before you get to pay yours, my friend. Inside Vegas is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the Inside Vegas podcast and the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. It's also brought to you by Odd Shark. You know how much I love Odd Shark as well as their supercomputer where you can get picks and trends that you can't find anywhere else. My website is dirtysheets.net. Um, over the last 18 months, we have become the most accurate source for wrestling news. Um, because we don't use the same sources that other people that other people use. Quite frankly, over the years, people have kind of thought to themselves the best way to to get within the companies to is to befriend wrestlers and whatnot. Wrestlers tend have a tendency not to really know what's going on till the last minute. Um, through my contacts, which started from being on a um, a reality show in the UK called uh, Big Brother uh, eleven years ago, um, I was actually signed by the same PR company that actually were doing the PR for the WWE back then. It's now moved over, but I've remained friends with a lot of those people. And then I went on to become uh, a club promoter and through the, the club nights and whatnot that I did, I did have interaction with arranging things for the WWE when they're in and out of the UK. And in addition to that, I have, a relationship with somebody that works within the WWE called um, Paul Heyman, who Christian will obviously know, and um, we and we're able to provide um, photographers and models and things for this for this uh, booty temp tats company that he that he has. And through all of that, um, you, you end up gaining sources who work within the marketing departments instead. Now I'm not going to name any names or anything like that, but my sources are mainly within marketing in that they see things that are going to print. Uh, they know who's going on certain tours. They, they may know um, who a certain champion is going to be two months ahead. It's very different to the approach that other writers take where or other journalists take where they want to get in and know a wrestler and they want to make friends with them when they're in the independence and then they get and then want to stay and want to maintain that friendship when they go up to WWE. That seems to be the approach and the biggest guy doing this before me was was Dave Meltzer, and his approach in no way works because I'm around about 90, 90 to 95% accurate, and over the years, he's become about 10 to 15% accurate. So it's completely failing him. So that, There's a reason that's he's out in Japan now, bud. 
He focuses on Japan now, yeah, because that that's that seems to, he's still implementing the same strategy. Let's focus on Japan. Um, let's see who the WWE sign. Um, you know, this, you, you're obviously aware of um, Kenny Omega, who's the big um, American guy now, who's the main American guy in Japan. Uh, inevitably, will probably come to WWE one day. Dave Meltzer's given him a lot of praise and um, and a lot of uh, stars. Like he does a star rating for each match, and hopefully, he's probably thinking if I stay friends with Omega and Omega goes to the WWE, I'm going to start to find out what goes on inside. And I'm going to find out information. It's not going to work. It's it's not it's a it's it's passe. It's not the way that you get information anymore. So. As I said, my, if you're interested in, in wrestling and want to know the latest news and whatnot, um, it's dirtysheets.net. But you're probably not. So what will be more interesting to you would be to go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash the dirty sheets and sign up for a $40 package. You will, you will, step, you will still get all of the news and podcasts um, that everybody else obviously on there wants. However, what you'll also get is the new is the sorry is the bets is the MMA and the wrestling bets posted up and they'll be locked for forty dollar customers only. What that means is when you go on to patreon.com slash the data sheets and look on the page, um, there will be five dollar members, ten dollar members and forty dollar members. The five and ten dollar people are only there for the news. Uh, the $40 people get all of that and they get the bets as well. So you'll, you'll literally just have to go on, check the page um, only at pay-per-view time. So three or four days before the pay-per-view and you'll see that there. If that doesn't really do it for you, then you can go over to lockbetting.com and get an all sports package. As Christian already pointed out, I do do the EPL show on the Sports Gambling Podcast. And again, whether you like soccer or you don't like soccer, it, it doesn't really matter because I'm going at least six out of 10 with my soccer picks every week. Six out of 10 will be the worst week that I've had. And, um, and yeah, and, and I do it with a guy called uh, James George and he's pretty much the same as well. We, we must be, we haven't totaled it up obviously, but we must be thousands and thousands of pounds up uh, doing that this year. Uh, my locks on there are 22 and eight uh, it's 22 and eight because we started a few weeks late. It's a 38 game season and there's five games to go, but we didn't put it on the SGP. I don't think till maybe the third or fourth week. So, so there you go. Um, I don't think I've missed anything out. I think that's, that's pretty much everywhere and, and every way that you can find me. Yeah. And again, to liken this back to a couple of things, number one, what you just talked about and how you get your information is the literal definition of insider trading that people go to literal prison trying to get their hands on within the Wall Street market, which is completely legal in this space that, that we're operating and making money. Um, and secondly, you know, there's a ton going on with the NFL draft upcoming tomorrow, uh, right? So the same way that people are trying to quote unquote handicap the direction that teams will go in to, you know, make money and get these draft props out and, you know, certain players going certain, certain teams, that's the, it's a very quick parallel to what you're doing with WWE in that one person is handicapping NFL 
uh, storylines and strategies into who, what team wants who or what the fit is where. Uh, and that's what the WWE handicapping is. It really is. It's handicapping storylines and what the WWE wants to do and how they kind of want to, the direction that they go. I mean, in a way, it's, you know, it's scripted UFC <coughs> in that when they're trying to, you know, the UFC does their best to kind of showcase young prospects and get them uh, big name wins and things like that. But think of the WWE as a place that can make that happen because it's scripted. It's literally a fixed fight you know what i mean so there's no taking dives there's no this or that it's this is what the outcome will be and again of course things change uh, you know on a dime within that company sometimes um but again everything you just said speaks for itself as far as your hit rate and everything like that so it's it's the best market that you're not betting i'm here to tell you right now as somebody that's that's followed you for a very long time it, it's beyond profitable man so i would strongly, strongly yeah, encourage and, oh good yeah and, and that's the thing and and in regards to um, obviously it, it, it's going to be something that attracts a lot of a lot of people into um, into opening new accounts, and hopefully that that does lead all your companies stateside to do, to do the same thing. Because we all know, as gamblers, the hardest thing to do is to withdraw from the account. You just like to let it mount up and mount up, or just go one more bet. Or I'll withdraw when it gets to two thousand, or I'll withdraw when it gets to. A nice little round number, but that's the thing. The withdrawal is the hardest thing to do, and especially with these new betters that come in, um, it's very tempting once you once you win some money on the wrestling to to then instantly bet it on the football or or, or NFL or, or whatever that you do. But the thing is, is you might as what you might as well do that. At least you are doing that with winnings as opposed to depositing your own your own money. That that's the part that doesn't make any sense to me. If you're gonna if you're not if you if, if you're not gambling, you wouldn't even be listening to the show. So that that's right. the, that that's that's the thing that I do. I I try to bring people who watch wrestling into gambling in the first place, who may have not ever laid a bet in their life. That's the difficulty, and they expect un, very unrealistic things like 100% winners. Whereas I think I'm talking to a group of people that would be very very happy to know that there's anything out there that gives you something over 58 or 59 percent i think that's considered the ver- a very 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 good tips to win yeah, rate 56 57.6 percent yeah. is basically what what somebody would define as professional or quote-unquote sharp exactly so it's very hard for me to explain to to my clientele who are a lot of new bettors who i'm kind of saying open an account and start start betting on wrestling as opposed to the audience that i have here because I think everybody recognizes what 58% means. And with wrestling, I'm coming in at over 90% winnings. At UFC, I'm coming in at over 60. Um, at EPL, I'm coming in somewhere around about 70. So that's the thing. Like You understand what these numbers mean. It's, it's complete. At, bar, at NBA, NBA playoffs, I'm coming in around about 7%. So that's... <laughs> it's give and take, buddy. It's just been embarrassing. That happens, man. All right, bro. Well, I can't yeah. thank you enough. And again, uh, weekly on the Sports Gambling Podcast, uh, EPL show, as well as his own personal podcast, The Dirty Sheets. And again, everything that he just uh, plugged before. Uh, you're, again, ongoing war with Twitter, so you're not on there right now, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I've got that account. At Dirty Sheets Pod is our, is our longest running account. Uh, once we saw what was coming, we kind of transferred the um, – we transferred the – the name or whatever you call a Twitter handle. Uh, you, uh, we transferred it over and, and saved it um, and didn't tweet from it or anything like that. We're now, we're now using it. 
Otherwise, um, you can follow my colleague who does all this stuff with me. He doesn't do the betting, but he does do every wrestling podcast with me, and that's at Real Wrestlingus, uh, spelled at Real Wrestling Us. Um, yeah, I think I think that would be the main way to go. But like I said, our website is DirtySheets.net. Our Facebook is um, Dirty Sheets, and um, you can just you can do, you can find me on Facebook. I'm, I'm Billy Barty on Facebook. That though, that's not going anywhere at all. Uh, people don't tend to ever give Facebook out anymore, but I'm still happy to take your phone requests <laughs> if you tell me that you've come from this show. Yeah, times they are changing, but all right, man. Well, thank you so much. And again, uh, it's the best market you're not betting. I'm here to tell you firsthand. So sign up. It is well worth that you will make that money back. And again, I've had people on here that do sell picks again, uh, such as Daniel Levy from Best Fight Picks. And, and I try to only get the people that do things the right way and, and put my kind of stamp and name behind something. Um, <laughs> And I have absolutely no problem doing it with you because, again, it's done the right way and the hit rate is astronomical. So, uh, again, follow him on everything that we just talked about. And as always, thank you for listening to the Inside Vegas podcast. Please rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes. (laughs) 